oftentimes the current age that we are living in today is deemed the death of God era by various religious or philosophical viewpoints. And what is meant by that is that a number of different philosophers, uh, mostly relatively modern ones, have kind of proclaimed that God is dead, most famously Nietzsche. Uh, and what he meant by that was that we don't have the need for a God in modern society. At least we certainly don't have the same need for a God that we did as a humanity not so long ago. God has been replaced by a multitude of different things, mostly uh, by science. That science can explain away what we once thought of was the workings of the gods. But one of those things that can't be explained away by science is what we call theodicy. And theodicy is a philosophical term that refers to philosophers' way of explaining why there is evil in the world. Because if a god exists who is all-powerful, all-knowing, and all-good, as we traditionally perceive the god that we think of as being, then why would such a god allow evil to occur? And beyond that, which is a much greater problem for a lot of philosophers, why would a god of that kind of pre-described nature allow suffering? Because suffering, especially of the innocent, seems completely unnecessary. If God was all good all-powerful and all-knowing, but still allows evil, that's a huge problem, because either God is not all-good, and it simply allows evil and suffering to occur, or it's not powerful enough to stop it, or it doesn't know enough about its own universe to control it. And this clashes in a very problematic way with our traditional understanding of this all-good, all-knowing, all-powerful God. So far as I'm concerned, when I think about this problem, there are kind of two parts of me. and One part of me wants to say, well, if the universe is set up in this way, who am I? to go against it. But there's another part of me that makes an allowance for the types of feelings that feel that there is a great injustice occurring. That evil and suffering, again, especially the suffering of the innocent, is in some way greatly unjust. And there's a part of me that says that we are all individuals living on this earth with a plan and a purpose, and if we don't get to fulfill that, then, then what do we have? And so there's this kind of doubt that creeps up in, uh, 
I suppose, what you could call my faith in things in general. And I'm not talking about necessarily my faith in a God that was pre-described here as being all good, all-knowing, and all-powerful, but more so my faith in the way in which this universe operates. And it could be a universe without a god. I'm not saying that that's what I believe, but this is kind of a theodicy, a, a godless theodicy, or godless theology even. The actual existence, and I've said this many times before, the actual existence of a god, I think, when we're dealing with these kinds of questions, is almost immaterial. Because we're looking at the suffering. We're looking at the evil. And to displace that onto our perception of how things should be, or an entity that we believe should be a certain way, in this case, a God that's all good, all powerful, and all knowing. Then we look away from what it actually is, what actually is occurring, which in this instance is the injustice of evil and suffering. So it doesn't matter what characteristics God has, or even if God exists at all that suffering and evil exist seems to me on one level to be, again, completely unfair. But I don't think that one can have a good faith in anything without some doubt at some point along the way. So I think it's healthy for us to have these feelings of injustice. It's healthy for us to have these feelings of doubt and question and misunderstanding because those doubtful questions that inability to understand in the end helps us see things in a different light, helps us see things more clearly, makes us stronger, more complete. So, I think we have to incorporate a kind of attitude or a way of seeing that allows us to live with these doubts, allows us to have doubts, allows us to feel that we've been wronged or the victims of injustice. So long as we don't carry that feeling with us for longer than we need to. If we can use it as a tool, what type of power does it have? How does it help us see more clearly and be more complete? If we use it like soap to clean ourselves with it, and then we wash it away. 
how does that change us? Because everything exists for a reason. So suffering and this feeling of injustice, these evil occurrences that happen to innocent bystanders happens for a reason. And I'm not saying it's necessarily a good reason or a just reason, but everything in this universe serves some sort of purpose. And I'm, again, not talking in the way that a mystic or a person of faith would say, everything happens for a reason. I'm saying that within the initial organic principles that were set up at the beginning of the universe, everything exists for some sort of utility. So what is the utility of suffering? What is the utility of evil? So again, I think we have to make room for a kind of perception, a kind of a way of being that incorporates these doubts, that uses injustice and uses suffering as a tool, and we use it in a way which we try to build off of um, towards a more positive space, a more positive place of existence, a more positive place of understanding, a more complete understanding. We've all loved somebody or something in our lives or something that has happened to us in our lives that has hurt us in some way. But just because we've been hurt by that person or thing doesn't necessarily mean that we stop caring for them or stop trying to have some sort of connection with that person or thing or some sort of understanding as to why that person or thing acted in the way that it did. And even if we do stop having a present relationship with that person or thing, there's always that past relation that will continually influence us into the future. But the question is, again, how do we reconcile that personal hurt? But if we are able to come to some sort of reconciliation with that person or thing, doesn't that create a space for us to live in a greater appreciation or understanding for not only that particular thing that hurt us, but also for ourselves? So it seems as though there is always this movement, there's always this growth, and that the things which occur to us as individuals or as simply a humanity on a large scale, these things seem to be some kind of utilities which give us greater experience, greater understanding of the nature of things, and allow experience itself to be 
all the more complete.